0: I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. Today, another spotlight interview you will get to hear From Nevada quarterback, a player that Ryan is very high on for his potential, possibly heading to the NFL this year. Nevada quarterback Carson Strong. You'll get to hear that very shortly. Before we do, though, folks, I want to talk to you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is my source wherever I want to go. For my betting lines, put my money down, make a few dollars here or there. The NFL is pretty much done right now. We're getting really close to that playoff push. And when you got crazier, more competitive action going on with these final weeks, those are the best games to bet on. You might not be able to be at any of these games, but you can still be in on that action at betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino they have as well. It never closes like a typical casino does. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
2: And Joining me now, coming to the show, my second time actually speaking to him. I spoke to him in the past, wrote an article for NFLDraftBible.com touting him as the next first-round quarterback to come out of the Mountain West. I have Mr. Carson Strong, quarterback out of Nevada. Carson, man, again, I really appreciate you taking some time here today. It's, it's nice to be able to you know sit down in the midst of what's been a crazy and exciting season for Nevada football and, and just to be able to talk ball with you for a little bit, man. I really do appreciate it.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
2: Absolutely, man. So again, if you have not checked out my piece about Carson, everybody knows, and if you follow me on Twitter at Rise and Draft, that at this point I am probably the biggest Carson Strong believer that you will find, as far as from the NFL draft perspective, touted him in as a first round pick. We're going to get into some of the potential, you know, for the NFL a little later in the interview. But Carson, of course, I want to start out here, right, because you had success last year as a redshirt freshman coming in the latter part of the season, went through an injury a little bit, just kind of a little bit of the backstory. Before the, this season, obviously, you were a guy out of Wood High School in Vacaville, California, that I know had a little bit of a you know turmoil as far as recruiting background a little bit. So for the people, if they haven't heard the piece, they haven't heard the backstory, can you just go a little bit into the recruiting and how you ultimately ended up in Nevada?
3: Yeah, so when I was a junior in high school – well, the summer of my junior year, going into my senior year, I had a, a knee problem that I needed to take care of, and it took out my whole senior season. So in Nevada, they were there the whole time, and they stuck with me. I didn't have any other offers at the time. Just Nevada was my only offer. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they were my only offer, and I ended up here because I really like it here, and I love my coaches and teammates. So, you know, I'm just happy to be here in
2: Nevada. Absolutely, man. And, and like I said, you had – Some success, obviously, in 2019, but, I mean, Carson, the the numbers I'm seeing so far through seven games, talking about over 2,300 yards, 21 touchdowns, more importantly, probably more than anything, is the fact that the team is sitting at a 6-1 and record, have had a ton of success. What has been the difference for you going from 2019 to 2020 and the growth that you've been able to have individually?
3: I just feel really in command of our offense right now. The coaches, they have a lot of trust and faith in me, and they give me options at the line of scrimmage. So our goal is at the offense to not ever run bad plays at the line of scrimmage. We can run the ball or pass based on, you know, numbers in the box and what coverage and stuff like that. So, you know, the coaches are just putting me in good opportunities to make plays. And, you know, I got a lot of talent around me. So it's really just up to me to spread the ball around and let those guys do work.
2: Absolutely, man. And you kind of mentioned a little bit, you know, the freedom maybe to, to see what's in front of you, change the plays, run pass options, all that type of stuff. Is that something that you had last year in 2019 that has just been expanded upon or the coaches kind of really put a lot of trust into for you to get your get your team into the right play?
3: Yeah, I think last year I, I could do it sometimes at some points in the game. You know, I, I would have a couple options. But, you know, the coaches have really just opened us up. And, you know, I am I have anything at my disposal at the line of scrimmage. And so usually they'll they'll give me a couple plays. Like they'll give me either two, sometimes three plays. And I kind of just choose which one of those three plays would be best and just roll with it. So, I mean, usually, you know, they just signal from the sidelines or no huddle. So we have a lot of time to, you know, uh, see what the defense has given us pre-snap. Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I know when we spoke, the, the season was still a little in question. At that point, it was, hey, maybe we're playing in the spring, and then obviously they, they picked the season you know, a little back, and you obviously have been off to a great stretch. What was that process like, kind of like the uncertainty of everything with the pandemic and shutdowns, and then when's the season going to be, and then finally it, it gets kicked back up to the, to the fall? What, how excited just was the team in general throughout that process to, to finally be able to play some football this fall?
3: No, yeah, we're really excited. I mean, it was a tough time when they canceled our season. You know, everyone was really disappointed and hurt because we all thought that we were going to have a great team this year. And, you know, not to have opportunity to play was going to be really hard for us, especially when we were watching other teams play across the country. So we were all just so happy and just, you know, blessed to be able to play any games this season. So, you know, we just want to go out and finish the season with the bang. We have a really good team and we all believe we go in a championship.
2: Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm definitely not surprised by the success that you've had. The offense has had so far. I, I expected with a lot of the young guys you had last year, and and the and a lot of the players that you were coming back. And I know when we talked the first time, you were just kind of talking about that, right? Like you were ready for the season because you knew what you guys had, and obviously that has really transpired to a great start to the year. Talk to me a little bit about that supporting cast. I mean, I know you got some nice offensive linemen up front too, but hey, Romeo out wide, Cole Turner, kind of that that hybrid tight end, can do some things out, outside, can do some things in the slot, like a lot of potential there. How good are these weapons that you have over there at Nevada?
3: Yeah, both those guys, you just said Romeo and Cole are both my roommates. And those both those guys are great players and just great people. I really love them. And, you know, I can count on them on the field. You know, they're both amazing players who give 100% effort every single day. And, you know, we got other guys on the team that, also outside of them that can make plays and you know <laughs> it makes my job easy when you got this type of talent around you you know so I just got to spread the ball around and let those guys make plays
2: and I had to ask you man because I, I think you're probably the best deep ball thrower in all of college football you've had some long strikes to Romeo specifically this year uh, man how fast is that guy because <laughs> there's a couple where I'm like Hey, he's putting it out there 65 plus, but Romeo's waiting for it, you know, like he, he's kind of slowing down a little bit. I just can't imagine how fast that dude is. In specifically. No, yeah,
3: he, He's a guy where you just never think you're going to underthrow him. Or I mean, you're never going to overthrow him. You know, All you right. just want to put it out there, let him go get it because, I mean, he can run and he tracks the ball really well, too. So, mm. so lucky to have that guy.
2: Absolutely. And I, I know one thing that I really like, too, is you, you have guys like Dom Peterson defensively and Hammond and there's some guys on that defensive side of the football who have been off to really good starts this year. When you're facing off against maybe one of the most talented defenses also in the Mountain West, how much does that help you on a day-to-day basis? Because I know obviously you're playing against guys that are more scout team players than maybe the first team defense in the majority of the time. But just going against guys as talented as you are facing every day, how much easier does that make your job?
3: Yeah, I mean, we have a great team and iron sharpens iron. So, you know, every day we've been practicing, grinding um, since December. We were doing um, seven on seven just in January and December, right after the season. So this team has really just came out this whole year on a mission and on a focused goal just to go win a championship And the defense, the offense. You know, we just make each other better.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And one one thing I really wanted to ask you too about Carson is that, at that you know before we talked, obviously it was it was kind of hes- hesitant on when the season would be. We talked about that a little bit. The uncertainty in the minute in the uh, beginning of the interview. You were named only as a registered sophomore, one of the four captains of that of this team. How special is that? And how I mean, I, I understand the quarterback is the ipso facto leader, right? Like no matter what, the minute that you enter the The huddle, you're you're a leader by default, even if you're not ready, but how much of an honor was it for you? Only as a registered sophomore, still a young guy technically, being able to take those reins as one of the captains of this football team.
3: Yeah, it means a lot just because the players vote on it, and so it came from my teammates. So, you know, it means a lot just from that standpoint. And, you know, it just shows, you know, my teammates have confidence in me and, you know, I have confidence in them. And so, you know, it's a real blessing that I'm a captain this year.
2: And again, I'm kind of looking at the stats here. Out of the seven games, you have five games over 300 yards. You have f- uh, four games with three touchdowns or more. It's just an insane, you know, streak and, and just kind of trend that you're on right now. That I, I mean, I would put it up against the best in, in the country, right? They, they're just kind of the the consistency week in and week out that you're putting up numbers with guys like Kyle Trask and Mac Jones. Like you're putting up those numbers when you really break it down from a game to game perspective. When you're on this kind of tear, a part of this offense, what what is this groove like? What is the energy around that offense specifically?
3: Yeah, I mean, that stuff, like, it sounds good, but Mm. deep down I know, like, we're leaving so many plays out there. It's every single week we're leaving hundreds of yards and multiple touchdowns. So, you know, I'm not satisfied at all, like... It's cr- driving me crazy. We haven't played one full game where we're reaching our potential. We could really explode and have an unbelievable, crazy game. And so this week when we play San Jose, I'm just hoping that we all can play our best game and leave it all on the field.
2: And I definitely want to ask about San Jose State because, you know, it's it's a huge game for you. San Jose State's playing some good football too. They got Nick Starkle, the former Texas A&M, Arkansas transfer a quarterback, was a highly touted kid coming out of high school. They'd have a high, high-powered offense as well. What can we look forward to in that matchup and how excited are you to be in this big of a game to represent Nevada and, and to continue the, this really great streak that you guys are on?
3: Honestly, I'm just grateful and happy to be in the situation and have this opportunity. We've been talking about this since last year in the offseason and, you know, we just really want to go out there, win this game no matter what it takes to go to the championship. So, you know, we have one goal in mind this week. We're going down there on a business trip and you know we're not leaving unless we're coming out with the W.
2: Carson, I, I know when we when we spoke, I asked you a question about who are some players that you model your game after, and you mentioned a couple of the guys you know that are the best in the NFL. I think you may maybe mentioned Peyton Manning is just kind of a guy from a cerebral perspective. I want to throw a comp that um, John Murphy, who was a um, he's the assistant general manager up with the Toronto Argonauts, who we're, were pretty close with that NFL Draft Bible, and he said. That you remind him a lot of Carson Palmer, who was a former USC quarterback and was a really damn good quarterback in the NFL. For you, I'm just trying to remember, you know, when we when we spoke the first time. Are there some guys that just, if you wanted to throw a couple names out there that you think maybe you play similarly to, to, or that you just try to model your game after as, as well as you can?
3: Yeah, I really like watching Rodgers play, Aaron Rodgers. He's from Cal, so you know, I kind of grew up watching him a little bit and. I just love the way he spins it, his deep ball. And um, this off season I studied Russell Wilson a lot just because he throws moon balls. And my freshman year, I didn't really throw a, a good deep ball. I missed a lot of people downfield. And it's because I was throwing them too flat. I wasn't putting enough air on them. Right. And so this year, I really tried to take that from Russell Wilson's game, just put a lot of air under it and let him go get it. So I really enjoy watching a lot of QBs in the league. But those are two guys right now that I'm a big fan of.
2: Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. Cause I forget what game it was, but I highlighted it on Twitter. You threw this one so high, Romeo ran underneath of it. And it, it was just came down from like an impossible angle. I was like, how, how do you stop that? It was like 60 plus yard came down almost like parallel from the sky. I was like, that is some special things. How, how do you figure that out too, Carson? Because I know obviously changing arm speeds is a big thing, but like, what who, was that something from like coach mommy? Like who, who was kind of the, the person that maybe put in your head that that was something that you really needed to improve on a little bit?
3: Well, the numbers would have told you that I was a bad deep ball thrower. And uh, I was just, you know, looking at, <laughs> sorry, my dog's right here. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> uh, you know, just looking back at how many yards and plays I left on the field last year, just from missing deep balls, just drove me absolutely crazy. And so this whole offseason, I spent a really big focus on just throwing a better deep ball. And so it, it obviously paid off because we've been hitting them a lot more. But even still, I'm still missing multiple a game, And so I can get way better at it. And, you know, I'm striving to have a perfect game coming up and just, you know, stop missing so many guys that I'm still missing on the field.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's bad news for San Jose State coming forward here because uh, Mr. Carson Strong is ready for the perfect game. Looking forward to it, Carson. Absolutely. Maybe just a couple more questions for you. I want to ask a little bit about the next step in progression because you talked a little bit about you know continuing to improve that deep ball, talked a little bit about it in our previous interview. You, know, you just continue to get bigger, stronger, all that type of stuff, physically progressing. What are some things now that you've had, if you had to pinpoint a couple of things that you think will take your game to the next level that are, are very important for you to, to really master and then continue to grow on?
3: I really want to master protections this off season and also just getting stronger and faster. You know, we, my freshman year, I was basically clueless out there on what protections were being called and who's blitzing from where I was just kind of winging it. But this year I learned a lot more about it and I understand what a defense is trying to do to me, but I still don't make perfect calls all the time. I rely on the center, still a lot to make calls and, You know, I just want to get where I know all that stuff, like the back of my hand, and that'll just make me a lot better uh, quarterback knowing just what's going on inside the box, who's trying to come from where, stuff like that, and just helping our line get in the the right call so they can be in position to be successful as well.
2: Mm -hmm. And we we have a nice little string of Mountain West quarterbacks that have now been selected in the first round, playing on the next level, talking about Josh Allen a couple years ago out of Wyoming. Jordan Love was selected by the Green Bay Packers this past year out of Utah State. Kind of seeing that trend now, how excited are you maybe to potentially be the next guy in that pipeline and to continue to pump out those great quarterbacks on the Mountain West level?
3: The Mountain West is a really good conference. I mean, we're competitive. There's a lot of good teams in here and I know like not a lot of people pay attention to us, but you know, we play good football over here and there's a lot of good players in this league. So the NFL, I mean, they'll go down to a D3 and get guys. So, you know, if if you got it like that, they will find you. So, you know, I just got to go out there and play my best. And whatever happens, if my name gets called one day on draft day, it's a blessing.
2: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We, obviously, we were talking a little bit beforehand. And I know it. there's a, there's a decision that's going to have to be made, you know, because I think that if you come out this year, you might potentially be a first-rounder seeing kind of how the thing's the chips fall a little bit. I know you told me that you, uh, you just submitted the paperwork. So can you just kind of go into what's, what's the process been like for you to eventually that you're going to have to make that decision?
3: Yeah, it's kind of just came out of nowhere. Like I, I don't think I had any sort of NFL hype a year ago. And, you know, it just goes to show if you put in the work and you get better as a player, you can always improve. And I know that I can still get a lot better and I'm not nowhere close to my ceiling. And so I just want to keep working and get better, and whatever happens, happens.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, I'm here with Mr. Carson Strong, star quarterback from the University of Nevada. Carson, I appreciate you so much, man. Be rooting for you this week against San Jose State. Excited to see what the rest of your future at Nevada and ultimately into the next level brings. And uh, as always, man, appreciate the time tonight.